Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Hello there and welcome back to another stellar episode of This Song Is Yours. I'm your host Simon Fink and today we've got a rising country music star in the spotlight. It's none other than the incredibly talented Dylan Gossett. Fresh off the plane from Texas and currently lighting up stages across Australia while supporting Noah Kahan on his Australian tour, Dylan is making waves in the country music scene. His debut EP, No Better Time, dropped late last year and it turned heads and brought him critical acclaim. It also earned him a spot on Spotify's prestigious list of hot country artists to watch for 2024. Now, in today's episode, we sit down with Dylan to unravel the magic behind his music. From his creative processes that bring his country tunes to life, to the fascinating journey of teaching himself guitar via YouTube when he was younger, we dive deep into the makings of this incredible musical storyteller. Now we're going to explore the stories behind his EP, the joy of collaborating with his brother, and get an exclusive scoop on what Dylan has cooking for us in the world of new music in 2024. Now we want to give a massive shout out to Samantha from Universal Music Australia for making today's episode possible. Before we kick off this melodic journey, please make sure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your favourite podcast platform. Stay tuned for more fantastic episodes throughout the year by following us on social media. Details are waiting for you in today's show notes. So thanks for tuning in. Let's jump into the country vibes and our chat with the sensational Dylan Gossip. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Dylan Gossett. Dylan, hello. Welcome. How are we? Doing well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. So super excited. My absolute pleasure. I'm very excited. I um, am aware. I, I believe that you're in Australia at the moment as we speak. Welcome to uh, to Australia. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's uh, we we flew in uh, yesterday morning, um, which was technically like afternoon where I'm from. So it was it was a weird time change for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, I love it so far. It obviously, it has only been a day or so. What have you kind of? Um, is this your first trip? You're originally a Texas boy. Yeah. Yeah. So born and raised in Texas, first time ever overseas. Um, so right. yeah, this is, uh, this is the first time ever Australia. That's very exciting. Has it kind of, um, I think that there's a lot of, uh, not cliches, but you know, there's a lot of Australian stereotypes that I think get, um, <laughs> kind of pushed out to the U S how has it been so far? Have you found it's lived up to the expectations in the last 24 to 36 hours? Yeah, you know it has. I I haven't seen nearly as many snakes and spiders as I mm-hmm. uh, think a lot of <laughs> Americans think. You, you, I feel like yeah, the uh, w- whenever you think of Australia and America, it's always like oh yeah, just spiders and snakes are just everywhere. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I haven't seen either of those. So, 
Look, I'm fingers crossed that that kind of remains the same throughout your entire trip while you are yep. down here in, a, in Australia. Um, it is exciting because you are here uh, supporting Noah Khan on his tour um, at the moment. So we're playing some incredible venues and kind of you're getting to see some, um, I guess, some pretty sizable crowds on this tour. What's it like as a, I want to say a relatively new artist, I mean, you've been playing music for a while, but what's it like being able to fly to a whole different country and play some of these rooms that you're going to be playing um, to such a kind of larger room of fans. It's um, it's honestly mind blowing to me. It's still, it still just doesn't, it hasn't set, set in really. Um, it, but it, it's, it's so exciting. It's incredible. Um, I was a fan of Noah before um, I even really started posting stuff online or anything like that, or really even trying to make the music thing happen. So I, I mean, whenever I did, I was even posting covers of like strawberry wine and stick season. And, um, so yeah, for this to happen and, you know, it, it's, it, yeah, it's kind of loss of words type moment to be honest. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> well, from some of the, um, the buzz that I've seen online, I know that there are quite a few Australian fans excited to kind of see you down here as well and playing some songs. I think similar to Noah, you seem to have this beautiful knack of storytelling that isn't, um, it's not overdone. It, it's kind of very poetically executed. And I think that, um, that there are a lot of fans very excited to see you down here playing these songs. I'd love to, uh, I guess, kind of start the, I guess the crux of our chat today in, in how you got started in songwriting and how you found your way to, um, to becoming a songwriter. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it started probably like when I was in fifth or sixth, like elementary and middle school, like grade school. So I, I found an artist called Ed Sheeran one day and, mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> he kind of changed my whole outlook on music at the time. It was just kind of radio stuff I was listening to. And, um, you know, I, I heard the plus album and give me love the A team and all these different songs. And it was like the first real time I heard something that was just so different and so amazing. I was like, wow, that's, I mean, that's what I want to do. I want to write songs. I want to play music. So I saved up like all my money one Christmas, went and bought a Martin guitar, um, which was the the biggest purchase I ever like had my entire <laughs> life at the time. And, um, yeah, just kind of started writing. And obviously those songs back then are, never coming out but they're locked away in a vault but it's uh yeah that, that's kind of where it started and you know through through you know 10th and 12th grade and into college and when i went to university it, it kind of grew into more of a folk and texas country kind of scene and you know but i feel like the songwriting part of it really kind of stayed the focus so um i, I really feel like i truly found my sound kind of in you know my like older teenage years. Um, and then just really found a passion for it and just kept writing. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like how the songwriting journey, I guess, went for me. I love that. I think that um, obviously it is something that you are passionate about. And I think that there's something to be said, a lot of people that we've spoken to who have that drive and that um, mentality of kind of being able to push themselves and wanting to really kind of work on this, this, artist project, if you will. I know, um, please correct me if I got this wrong. I think you're, you're self-taught on guitar. You taught yourself how to play guitar to kind of write music. Yeah, I, there was, I mean, I, I did like, a this one thing where I kind of learned a couple, like how to play hot cross buns or like happy birthday and stuff, but, um, mm -hmm. quickly figured out YouTube was just the way to do it. And, uh, me and my brother just kind of bounced ideas and chord shapes off each other. And, um, yeah, just kind of grew, grew from there. Love that. Is your brother musically talented as well? 
He is. Yeah. So he's actually going to be joining me part of the band, uh, kind of in his headline run coming up this year. So, uh, super, super excited. It's, it's going to be a blast with him. That's incredible. I'm very excited to to see how he goes, but also to kind of hear that you're um, still working together in a, I guess, a musical capacity as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a perfect, perfect fit to be honest. <laughs> um, I would love to talk about the EP that came out last year. I know that there's quite a lot of songs that are being played off that. The EP is no better time. It's a debut EP. Um, and the, I think the kind of reaction that it got was incredible. A lot of people connected with the songwriting on there. I've um, got a quote here. I want to make sure I quote it correctly. A formidable heart on his sleeve, singer-songwriter with immense potential from Billboard. Are you surprised still at the reaction that the EP is getting? Because people still seem to be kind of loving loving it, fangirling over it, whatever you want to call it. It seems to be resonating. It's uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I never would have thought that, I would be able to really make music that people really connected to and enjoyed, to be honest with you. Um, so it, it, it was really just, you know, it, it was always a dream to put music out. Right. And people are going to love it. They're going to hate it. So having that reaction was it way exceeded my expectations. And uh, I, I still get giddy whenever I hear someone, someone new, like tweets at me, like just listen to the EP, love it. You know, it's, it, every single time I see something like that, it's it's awesome. So, yeah, it, it, I don't think it'll ever get old having people connect on on a deeper level with with some music that I've written. So, of course, um, what is your usual process like for when you get inspired for a song or kind of think of a concept? How does that process go from the thought to I guess then putting it to pen and paper? Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny. It kind of kind of differs on depending on the song. Like something like Cole. Um, Cole was written in like 15 to 20 minutes, right? Like it was just top mm-hmm. of the back, except for maybe like the bridge area. Um, it was absolutely just handled and just written fast. Same with to be free to be free. I sat down and um, it usually starts with a guitar um, and I kind of find a melody. I'll hum it. And I'll just, it's, it's funny. My wife always thinks it's kind of annoying. I just kind of sing gibberish. Like I'm not really saying words, but I'm saying kind <laughs> of like vowels and sing what sounds good. And um you know, that's, that's it. That's usually how it works is the gibberish guitar melody, then finding some words. Um, but you know, occasionally for something like to be free, uh, I had a line that smells like weed and gasoline. And I was just, that's like, that's just such a, a cool, catchy little phrase that I think is just like instantly, you know, you can kind of like see it. Right. So, um, that's kind of where that song started. And, um, I have a notes app on my phone that just collects just random lines at all times. So sometimes if I'm missing something, I'll scroll through it and find something that's perfect or I'll adjust it. Um, but yeah, I would say most more, 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 more times than not, it's guitar gibberish and then turns into lyrics. <laughs> I love that though. I think that's a nice way to be able to work out your, your melody line, your chord structure, whatever the sonics are of the song, you're able to kind of have that foundation to then build the lyrics upon. Um, I know for the EP as well, I think you kind of, yeah, please correct me if this is incorrect. I think you had a hand in almost doing every part of it, obviously writing it, but then the recording, the production and the mixing and mastering, I think as well. Yeah. So we did absolutely, or so sorry, I, it's kind of weird because my brother actually played guitar in this one part. And then I had this guy Jackson who played fiddle because I, I don't play fiddle and he's a, he's a insane fiddle player. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was all written, recorded from my bedroom um, I just mixed it on the same laptop I'm talking to you here now with. Um, and then we actually got it mastered. Um, so that was the only part of it that we did. And I just, everything that I know is kind of just self-taught 
So mm-hmm. it's like YouTube and um, I never figured out really how to get the mastering just right to where it would sound normal and, you know, next to other songs that have been professionally mastered. So uh, we were like, let's just get it mastered. But yeah, the entire EP was just literally made from the picture of the cover art, which was, that was the bedroom, the exact setup, everything, the mic. So that's, that's how it went down. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I do love that, though. I think there's something to be said, like, do you find... I don't think for an artist can... Please let me explain this before making any judgment. (laughs) I feel like the term control freak can be thrown around. And I think sometimes incorrectly, I think that there's, especially for an artist, it's something to be said for you to be able to have um, some degree of control in, in those different aspects. Do you find that that's the case in terms of wanting to be able to not just write it, but work out and listen to how it's recorded and how it's produced and change I guess those sonics or the whatever it may be, reverb, um, echo, all those kind of things that you can have your kind of fingerprints across those as well. Yeah, 1,000%. I I don't think Control Freak is that far off, to be honest with you. It's, uh, I I mean, you know, when you when you kind of write the song and you create the melody and it's it's your song and it's 100% yours, I mean, at least for me, I feel like a certain attachment to it, you know? So it's, I have a vision in my head of how I really think it, has to go and needs to go. And, um, you know, sometimes there's outside ideas that work perfectly, but, you know, I think just having that full control over the project really helps me in my mind kind of make sense of it. Um, that like, if I am working with other people and sometimes it's just hard for me to explain since I do everything kind of in house, it's just so hard to give up some of that, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of pros and cons to it, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things that I cannot do. Like, 1,000%, I'm not the best producer or recorder or mixer or anything in the world. So um, it's just trying to find that balance, really. 100%. Is it something that you'd um, be looking at? I imagine, and please, happy to be shut down by either yourself or any of the powers that be there on this call. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I imagine that there's probably new music coming at some point this year or potentially next year, who knows? Um, is it something that you can see yourself wanting to do in the future in terms of kind of having your fingerprints across different parts of of the song, not just the songwriting of it? Well, yeah, well, I mean, 100%. So, I mean, it's funny, you know, I can't, especially my wife would let me, I can't get a full band and drum set into my bedroom and you know, put the drum on the bed and snare on the pillow and stuff. So I, there are certain things that just are outside of my 
limit of what I'm able to do. So 1000% with some new music that's coming out, you know, there's, there's other producers that have helped me and recorded me and, you know, kind of helped with mix and mastering. And, um, it, it definitely brings a different level to the songs that, um, still feel very homemade and, and very, um, lyric driven and, and songwriting driven, but it just kind of adds a, a bigger bang to it. So, um, 1000% where, where, when it's, when it's needed and, and we kind of know it is like, I definitely don't feel the need to absolutely produce and mix every single song the rest of my life. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's great bringing people in that I kind of connect with on on a musical level, and um, yeah, so it's it's been awesome. That's incredible. What do you um what do you usually look for in a music collaborator when you say you connect with them? Is there a certain pieces that might be personality traits, might be um bands that they like or artists that they they enjoy? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think at least entry, right? Like when, when I'm looking to see like, all right, who would maybe we want to work with? Well, first I kind of look at who, what, ha, like what, what have they done? You know, uh, some of the artists that they've worked with and what does that sound like? And is that a sound that sounds like me that I, that I think that they could knock out of the park or, um, you know, like I'm not going to go to like a, a rap producer to make like a country record or something <laughs> like that. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the first step. And then once you get in, I mean, it's, I think it's just a mixture of things. It's all about kind of like how this, the session kind of flows and um, just like high energy and, and excited and um, willing to try things. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of like the whole package. You're just kind of looking to see how y'all really work together. Um, so nothing like too specific, really. I can very much appreciate that. I feel like you want to kind of keep yourself opened to varying degrees of, um, of collaborators and other musical kind of minds so that you're not sticking to the one format or sticking to the one kind of, yeah, yeah. Procedure. Um, on the topic of new music, can fans here in Australia for this tour possibly expect to hear any, um, any new songs, anything being road tested? Oh, 100%. So obviously I'll be singing through the EP, um, and you know, the, the songs I have out now, but there's, there's so much new music on the way that I'm, I'm so excited about. Uh, I think it's some of my favorite songs that I've written. So, um, they'll, they'll 1000% be hearing some new stuff that's not anywhere. Um, so it, it's exciting for sure. That is very, very exciting. We've, um, we've recently, well, over the last number of years, um, but been having conversations with artists about road testing new music, um, with audiences. And I'm curious to kind of get your take because some, like to kind of play it, but then maybe don't not listen to feedback, but kind of we'll, we'll see how it plays and, and still kind of move forward with it regardless. Do you think you're someone who, if a song doesn't go well live or if there's things that you think after performing could be improved, do you kind of take that feedback on or is it something that you just like to see the excitement of the new song and how the crowd reacts? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit different for me right now just because I'm playing solo. So it's like, mm-hmm. and, and since I'm opening, you know, I think, I think it'd be easier to tell full band, like getting the actual full song to a crowd of your own, you'll really be able to kind of feel it. Um, uh, you know, obviously the songs that are coming out are more than just me and a guitar, how I'm playing it live, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Noah, this, this run. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a tough tell, I guess of, you know, well, there's supposed to be like a big kick drum coming in there and it's, it's not there. So, um, I, I definitely think in the future, that'll be something that might play a role for sure. Uh, road testing some new songs, but, uh, you know, I think in the near future, yeah, I, I think just kind of the way the songs are, we're going to 
going to roll with them kind of regardless. Um, and then when we're kind of really on the road doing a full van, it'll be a lot easier to kind of tell like, all right, that song was a dud or this one, like they really, really connect to. So um, yeah, 1000%. Look, I'm excited to see how these new songs kind of play out regardless. And hopefully um, again, and not to be kind of too selfish, I know that we've got you here in the country at the moment in a solo mode, hopefully when those new songs do come out and we've got the full band kind of versions of them, we're able to get you back to Australia with the full band to kind of experience that as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I, again, like I've, I've been here maybe 24 hours now. I'm trying to even think at the time. Yeah. About like 24 hours now. And, uh, I love it. So I, I, I can't wait to come back one day and, and, you know, play the crowds of my own. So I have no doubt that that is going to be the case, Dylan. I'm sure that, um, again, even from kind of doing some of the research for today and seeing what Australian fans were talking about in relation to your music, I'm sure that that is going to be the case. That we'll see full band, much larger rooms uh, yeah. for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exciting for that. Um, Dylan, we usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment? Uh, as you said, you've just come off kind of like a, a large scale flight. Is there anything that you're listening to um, at the moment that's kind of piqued your interest? Yeah, let me think. Um, I'm trying to think of really, I, I mean, honestly, what's been tough for me is that there's so much new music that I'm working on getting out right now. That's kind of like the main focus. Like that's kind of what we've been listening to. Uh, funny enough, even on the flight, the Wi-Fi was so bad. <laughs> like I, I couldn't stream any music. So I was just like watching their movies. I'm trying to think, um, you know, I, I think it really just kind of depends. Like I, I've been listening to a lot of like rainbow kitten surprise flipping mm-hmm. back to, you know, from, from then some Kaleo, some George Strait. uh, kind of just like, like, honestly going back to like really old favorites. I really haven't been listening to too much new stuff at, at the moment. It's just kind of been the the classic go-tos. So I can very much appreciate that. Are you someone when working in the um in the studio, you kind of tend not to have new music kind of coming in as not to influence too much of what's going on? I honestly I don't I don't think about it too much. I think I just do it on an, not on purpose, I guess. Like it just it just happens um naturally just because I'm so focused and dialed in on the songs that I'm trying to make that mm-hmm. I'm not really even looking for new music or really if I'm listening to it, I'm not hearing it well, like, you know, so uh, I think it just kind of works out in in a way that it doesn't really influence me too bad. Look, I can very much appreciate that. Um, Dylan, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Very excited um, to see you at these Noah shows in the next week and congrats on the EP every year. All links for people to be able to stream the EP and see what these shows will be in today's podcast notes. But yeah, thank you again. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, this was a uh, this was a blast. So,
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.